one as we go and just fuck around with it or whatever. But hey, Ooh, I'm not man. Camera, you're in the wrong spot. <laughs> no, you're not centered at all. <laughs> I was, and then I moved around too much. Hello and welcome to another episode of Space Time Talco. <laughs> I'm your host, Chris, with Nate. I, hey, I got the camera going the right way now. I'm afraid to point because I'll point the wrong direction. I'm pretty sure. Look, my name is Time Burrito. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> Your name, but I, <laughs> I was pointing at you. <laughs> I am Time Burrito. That is Nate, aka a little teapot. Little teapot. I know direction is confusing on camera sometimes. Yeah, it's reversed. Stage left. <laughs> left. Left is my left though. Yeah. This is Cooper. Nope, you can't see his tail yet. He's right in front of every. He's. Hold on. Of course he is. Cat Hi, left. Coop. Sly Coop. <laughs> <sighs> Nate, it's been two weeks. It's been two weeks. We're back. We aren't. It's not been um, three months this time. Um, <laughs> we're almost back onto a regularly scheduled podcast. Uh, I had two busy Saturdays, so we did not do a Saturday podcast. Um, mm-hmm. But we're going to get in and out early enough, so I guess, I'm assuming you're going to go watch the Ravens game or something. Um, not in particular. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have not fallen in love with football like I used to, and the most I pay attention to it now is my fantasy football roster. As somebody that has never loved football... Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, it's been, uh, I'm, I am currently still, like we, I, we talked about last time, still adjusting to everything. Uh, I'm now getting to that point where I'm going to feel more comfortable after work, getting back into gaming, getting back into streaming and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, my original plan was to try and stream next week. Yeah, or sorry, this week. When this podcast comes out, it'll be this current week. Um some death loop because i have not picked it up yet or have not played it yet uh but i'm still gonna put that off sadly um i just i have time to game i don't have time to get into uh single player long form story stuff (laughs) (laughs) uh like i haven't even man i haven't even fucking beat hitman 3 um and i mean as some as since i know i'm talking to somebody that never beat dishonored 2 uh (laughs) <laughs> I <laughs> I think you understand. Um, we have been watching a lot of things, and I'm sure you have too. What about you? Have you been playing? Have you been watching or playing more? I have been watching more than playing. Um, only because there's new stuff out that I'm enjoying. Um, there's stuff in my back catalog to watch. A lot of stuff in the back catalog yeah. to watch, and there's a lot of stuff I've rewatched as well. So things I may have only seen once that now as an adult I can watch again and be like oh well this is a thing I missed where this is a cool thing I didn't understand when I was a kid yeah uh, I have that uh, we are currently um, we have not even getting into the what we're watching thing this is more just a putting it out there because it's a stupid thing that I agreed to um, Kim has agreed to watch the entirety of Supernatural if I rewatch, and I say rewatch because I've already seen the entire series like three times, if I rewatch uh, Gilmore Girls, <laughs> <laughs> we did the math. 
Gilmore Girls, you can technically finish in like two days. I think I can't remember. A decent amount of time. There's like seven seasons, maybe, as opposed to the fifteen seasons of Supernatural. So, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't the story behind Supernatural's thing like they they wanted to end the show earlier, but it just kept going? So the original showrunner had his story planned out. I don't know if he had the whole thing from the beginning, but his series story finale was at the end of season five. Um, He left at the end of season five. So the story he wanted to tell was seasons one through five. And for me, as somebody that has watched the entire series as it was coming out... Uh, I look at seasons one through five as canon and everything after season five as uh, fan service. Not fan service. What's the term? Fan fiction. Fiction. Yeah. Um, it's It verges on fucking incredible fan fiction sometimes. And then there's also <laughs> some really bad episodes. <laughs> Well, that's how fan fiction normally goes. Exactly. No, it's it's. I, I love Supernatural. Supernatural is not a. In, it, it's an incredible show. It is not an incredibly good show. <laughs> <laughs> if that makes any sense at all. <laughs> um, but I mean, it it held my attention for a decade and a half. So. Uh. So what have you actually been watching, Nate? Uh. Well. As far as new stuff goes, I watched all of, I guess, the first season of To Your Eternity. Um, that is, which of, the, which of the series is that? I forgot what that one was. Yeah, so it's an anime where this basically, like, godlike entity creates an orb and sends it down to, presumably, Earth. Um, and the orb is designed to basically absorb stimuli and transform into things. Um, so the first thing it turns into when it hits Earth is a rock, and then the rock grows moss on it, and then not until he encounters this wolf after, like, several thousand years of planetary change, where now the biome he's in is kind of like in an ice age, kind of like the new Antarctica. Yeah, I see Coop in the back there. I love him. He um, turns into this wolf and meets this boy. And the boy is from, like, this tribe where everyone left the tribe. They go on to find, like, a new place to live, and he's left to tend to what's left of his village. And he decides one day that he's going to set out and go find the rest of, like, his tribe and his family and stuff, who are presumably all dead, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, the boy gets injured pretty badly, ends up coming back to the village, dies there. And through this experience, the orb turns into the boy, which is kind of his main form. Oh, wow. Um, that's kind of just spoiling the first maybe two episodes of the show. I won't spoil the rest of it, but the show hits you, like, very hard. There's a lot of death in the show. <laughs> um, and I guess the saddest part of this is, like, imagine that you were actually immortal, right? No matter what happened to you or how long you lived, you simply couldn't die. But you keep meeting all these people and having these experiences along the way, knowing inevitably they will die. So, And you have to find out how to deal with that. <laughs> so once he becomes the dead boy, or, or takes the form of the dead boy, or it? them whatever um they never change out of that form they stay in that form the rest of the series well no they do change quite frequently okay there's a lot of fight scenes in the show with um of course just random dick humans who want to fight but then also these enemies called the knockers which are able to actually absorb the forms steal the forms from him when they pierce his body 
they take the form from him, they transform usually into some bastardized version of that based on what's around them, and then he loses the ability to turn into that form until he kills that specific knocker again. Okay. Um, and so there's this whole sort of kind of sci-fi element to it, but it's in an old-school fantasy setting, more or less. There's no magic or crazy creatures or anything like that, but it's in an old, primitive-ist setting, okay. um, for now anyway. I believe in the manga they do go to a modern day setting eventually. So it's it's an interesting show to watch. The the manga is beautifully animated, beautifully drawn, or the show is beautifully animated and drawn. Is it um, um twenty four episodes or so closer to twenty four? Is it a twelve episode, thirteen episode I season? I think it's twenty four episodes. Let me find out. Um two or eternity episode list. Uh, yeah, I think it's about 20 episodes, actually. Okay. Alright, that's not too bad. Um, is it only subbed or dubbed at this point? Uh, I think it's only subbed right now. I watched it all through Verve, which came through Crunchyroll, so it's all sub simulcast. Something we still don't know the, uh, the eventual, um, yeah. decision on whether or not Verve is sticking around, since Crunchyroll is now owned by Sony. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... Yeah, 20 episodes till the end of the first season, and then it ends on kind of a cliffhanger note. Not a big one, but mm -hmm. enough of a cliffhanger to get you interested. Like a normal then, anime season cliffhanger, yeah. Alright, yeah. well that sounds fun. Um, <clears throat> well, one other anime I watched, because it's a season two actually, um, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon, Ma Dragon Maid. Yeah, I still need to watch the first <laughs> series of that. Well, it comes out of KyoAni, which we already know what happened to their studio. Mm -hmm. Um, so this is kind of their return to form for the studio itself. Is uh, this this is their first release since the incident? I believe it is. Um, they had this in plans for a while because Miss Kobashi's Dragon Maid was so well received that they really wanted to do a season two and continue following the manga as well. Um, this season is a lot more lore heavy. You get a lot of the past of all the dragon characters, um, especially Toru, and learned how she sort of found her way. <laughs> to the human world and interacting with Kobayashi and why she did that kind of thing. Um, you learn her relationships with other dragons from her past. Um, new character, of course, Illulu is introduced, and you get kind of some details on her as well. And this is a new dragon, right? Yeah, new dragon character. Um, <clears throat> but overall, I mean, it's just a wholesome, still that wholesome found family type of anime. <laughs> um, and it's hilarious on top of that. Um, every episode I've watched, there's something to laugh at, and the show itself is just adorable in all its moeyness. Like, it's made to be that way. No. This is one of the shows also that I never skip now, at least in season two, the OP and the ED. They are oh. amazing. <laughs> I'd skip everything. I know, like, I love some openings and endings, but uh, I'm also impatient, and I would rather just watch the show. <laughs> like if there was a way my least favorite thing about some of these um, streaming companies where it's like oh skip the intro I'm like no 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 make it let me just hit a button that says skip every intro skip every yeah. intro skip every recap I don't need either <laughs> remember Netflix had that going for a while where it's like skip recap then skip intro <laughs> it's like it still does it sometimes uh, it's fairly annoying now, other than that there's nothing new I've really watched lately most of it has been me rewatching things now obviously there's a thing that both of us have been watching but we'll touch on that after uh or a little bit further um 
But no, I, uh, anime-wise, I think I mentioned I had started it. I have finished the first season that is available on Netflix of Eden Zero. Um, which Eden Zero is, it's a new series by the creator of, uh, Fairy Tale and Shaman King? I didn't realize, I, I if I'm, I'm, let me double check that. Shaman King, creator, I need a, I, I'm also looking into getting a non, uh, loud ass fucking keyboard. <laughs> No, am I thinking it's somebody else? I think it's somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's gotta be someone else. No, it's sure. there is something else that he's worked on that everybody knows. Yeah, well, there is Hiro Mashima, who was the guy who created Fairy Tale. He also created Rave Master. Rave Master, that's the one. Because uh, those weird little, um, like, snow people with the carrot mm -hmm. nose are in. Um, are in the show in Eden Zero, uh, as well as there's literally a scene where you can see the two main characters from Fairy Tale in the background, um, mm. which, in all honesty, the, if you were to look at the main cast for both Fairy Tale and Eden Zero, you could like directly connect every single character to their exact the almost the exact same character design, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is funny. I want the real interesting thing is I want to look into it and see if they have the exact same voice cast too. Um, so yeah, Eden Zero is little boy, little boy on this on this island of nothing but robots. Uh, he was left there by his what he calls his grandfather, who was the past Demon King, who is a robot, an incredibly powerful robot pirate-looking dude, um, pirate skull robot-looking dude. I don't fucking know. And his weird kids. Um, but he ends up leaving the island with these two adventure adventurers, technically. They're basically YouTubers. Um, who doc they, They're just trying to become popular. They call it B-Cube. Uh, but I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, you're live streamers, whatever. Um, and he basically is this overpowered character, because anime... Um, but his goal in life is to explore the outer, like the universe, and make friends. Um, and at, at the core, the show is adorable. There are parts like I think I cried. I've cried a couple of times in a couple of episodes. Uh, <laughs> my biggest issue with it is is very fan servicey and very like pervy focused episode. Well, I lost Nate. What just happened? Did I lose Nate? Nate. I don't know what happened there, but it threw me out of the channel for a second. That was weird. <laughs> I'm back now. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, pervy people. Pervy characters. Uh, I I have an issue with it. Luckily, I, you know what? I don't know. Maybe it might not stay I that mean, way. I'm looking up images of the show right now, and it's got, like, clear waifu designs in it. Well, okay. <laughs> you say that... Are you talking about... Um, the, I mean, I'm talking about the female cast I can literally see right now. You've the got the green-haired robot girl. You've got the blonde girl in the midriff cut with the cleavage out. you got the fucking traditional Miko girl with, like, a leather corset one. Mm -hmm. And you got the little fucking blue robot Asumi Miku here. Um, 
so yeah, most of these characters I have met. The one, the blue hair robot looking one, if it's the same one I'm, you're looking at, uh, she, I think, is the character that's introduced in the last episode of the first season, the first 12 episodes. But you just see her, like, silhouette. It's like, oh, we found her, because she's one of these four people that are actually, like, made to control the ship, which is called the Eden Zero. Um, mm. And I'm like, oh, cool, we're finding the next character so much faster than I expected. And then it went to the end, and it's like, hey, you might want to watch this. I'm like, no, no, no. 12 episodes is not a season of anime that obviously is a long-running series. What the fuck, Netflix? Uh, and there's just a whole tentacle scene with the blonde chick. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, okay. Yeah. Anime. I'm just saying, out of a Google image search, like, I found those two images right yeah. at the top. Well, it's in the, like, first three episodes. No, that's probably five episodes in. Um it's it's very much a I am trying to look past those bits because I enjoy <laughs> the other things that are happening, if that makes sense. I mean, that happens in most anime. Like, uh, I guess. when I fucking watched Mishoku Tensei, right? Like, I had to get past watching a literal infant perv on women in his own house. Oh, like... is that the... <laughs> yeah, I gave up on that. Because um, that one was the one I watched the first three episodes, or no, the first two episodes, and then read mm -hmm. like however many chapters are out, and I hit a point in the manga where I'm like, I don't, I just don't, I can't. Um, I watched one episode of Redo of Healer and put that down immediately. Oh yeah, I'm like, I've heard this is basically just cropped hentai. <laughs> um, I have uh, so at watching stuff wise, I really haven't watched much. Um, mm -hmm. That I really want to talk about. I mean, Kim and I just finished up last night. We binged the rest of season three of Sex Education. And I don't want to say anything about it because I just want to tell everybody, if you have not watched Sex Education, it is, in my opinion, probably the best live action show Netflix has ever made. Or, yeah, produced. Um, mm. And like, yeah, sure, whatever. Daredevil season one, great. Fucking whatever. This series has consistently been in my opinion, incredible. Um, like, on an emotional, on a comedic, everything feels good and well done. Um, I have a mm. big, I have a big issue in most series, and I know it's like, well, if they didn't ha do this, then there wouldn't be a show, and I'm like, yeah, but that isn't good writing. Um, <laughs> when everything can be fixed, or there would not be a problem if somebody just talked to each other. Uh, and mm -hmm. a big thing about that show is when people don't talk to each other, there's a reason behind it. It's not just, I'm not going to tell you because I don't want to tell because I'm, I'm like, Mew, I got to keep this from you. There's usually <laughs> an actual reason behind it. Um, and there are points where it's like, oh God, if they don't say anything, this is going to go out, go on for episodes and episodes and then it's like, hey, two, an episode later, no, hey, I this is what happened. I'm like, oh, fucking thank God, communication. <laughs> um, All of the spaceships in this manga look like fish, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it's adorable. Uh, <laughs> I think, isn't that similar? Isn't there something? I never watched Fairy Tale, but I thought the ships were built certain ways in that, too. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm sorry. I'm just looking up screenshots while you're talking. I'm listening to you. Yeah, <laughs> but... mm -hmm, sure. No, um... <laughs> 
Yeah, just go watch Sex Education. Everybody has Netflix. If you don't have Netflix, find a friend that has Netflix. Um, <laughs> on the other hand, I have just been fucking making my way through so many different anime series or manga series. Uh, mm-hmm. And I personally do not know the names of most of them. But what I'm <laughs> what I'm about to do, well, because it's I read them and it's not the translated English name. It's whatever, whatever shit. Um, mm-hmm. Usually the word Tensai is in there at least once. <laughs> so if you were to look at my currently reading, because I've caught up on these. None of these are done. Um, but I've caught up on. Uh, I have Cooking Isekai, <laughs> which is a guy who literally all he can do is really cook uh, very well. Um, let's see. Uh, where the... Oh, yeah, I'm still reading solo leveling um isekai loner which guy gets transported in actually it's his entire class gets transported into another world and uh he tried to escape the like summoning circle thing Mm -hmm. so when he ended up getting there he was later than everybody else and all the other skills were taken and he like looked at the shit and was like, "This is like horrible thing. I don't none. I don't want any of these skills. They're all horrible skills." So the god that <laughs> transported him was like, "You know what? I feel bad. You can take everything. Take everything that's left." Um, and that you know obviously turns him into an OP character because he somehow makes the shit skills work for him. Um, but one of the skills is literally the loner skill or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. There's I there's so many things. The only one that is actually I think written the right way is the wrong way to use healing magic. Hmm. That one's really fun. Uh, oh yeah, I turned. I know the real name is like the boy that no the that's graced by gods or something. But I literally have it written in here as boy with slimes. Um, <laughs> uh, oh yes, right. And here's my fa- my two favorite ones. Um, Kitty Sakai. At a regular pace, where like it's not jumping too far the, forward in the story, and he kind of is growing at a normal pace. Um, and then there's Kitty Sakai, not pervy, uh, <laughs> because I originally had the other one, uh, the one you were just talking about, um, listed as Kitty Sakai pervy, because um, mm-hmm. this one is literally he, it's not in any way, no perviness whatsoever. None of the characters are like super fan servicey. Um, as opposed to one that I'm reading, but I didn't save because I didn't really like it enough to save it, uh, which is basically Kid Isekai, where the kid's not a perv, but every other girl around him is a perv. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Isekai. Um, and I found two, actually three, but I, the third one is, I don't think it's continuing, maybe. Um, two of them that kind of hit me the most are there's there's a that time it, I don't know the actual name I called it that time was reincarnated as a dragon because it's basically so I'm a spider so what or uh, that mm-hmm. time was reincarnated as a slime but you're it's a dragon um, it's not that far into it the same with this next one I'm about to talk about but it's it's cute I really like it um, it's one of those ones where for no reason whatsoever they have no memory of their previous life but they also don't want to hurt humans. Um, hmm. and I, I, I like those that's why I liked Slime so much that's why I liked uh, Spider so much because it was like hey I'm interacting with humans I don't want to hurt these humans 
but then realizing that they had to hurt humans at one point with they're actually evil and then realize that it fucking overpowered them as fuck um but the other one which is like a really touching manga from what i've read so far again don't remember the name of it but i'm calling it old man isekai where <laughs> basically this guy grew up his entire life loving video games all he wanted to do was uh, was be able to just enjoy the games he wanted to play and he gets into his old age finally gets sent a vr system and he's been enjoying this vr system um and at one point he decides to log out for the night and he can't log out and he's realized he's now in the world in that real world um you're like pretty sure that he's no longer alive in the the real world um and he's now just part of this world and it's just mm. not every chapter focuses directly on him and it's kind of this old old like not well adjusted but like um what's the term wise i guess we can just call him because he he's in the body of like an 18 year old adventurer so he talks about like there was a decade of his life where he focused on doing this one thing and somebody in their things like you've been doing this since you were eight and it's like oh yeah that's right i'm not <laughs> i'm not an old man here um <laughs> but like he just has like this wisdom and knowledge and he passes it on to the younger people and people in the world uh and it's just a really touching series um now i want to let me actually that is the one that i will actually look up the real name of real quick um this one is called Isekai Tensai Ni Kansha O. Hmm. That is probably very butchered. Um, <laughs> I will tell you that now. I'm trying to see if this. I'm trying to see if there's like an actual English translated. Oh, it... thanks to the parallel world is the only thing I'm seeing. Hmm. Um. But it's really good. I really enjoy it. It's only got like, yeah, 14 chapters right now. Um, I've literally, the website that I use to read manga, all I've been doing is I will literally be like, Isekai, anything new? All right, cool, nothing. Tensai, <laughs> anything new? I'm like, all right, cool. So I have like a folder of two, currently reading and a folder of to be read. Mm -hmm. It's 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 a very big folder. Um, mm. No, I enjoy it. I, it, it calms me. I can actually read it in between while working because I have a lot of semi-downtime, so it works. Um, yeah. It's easy to read, put it down, read, put it down kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, now onto the things that we both are actually enjoying right now, since we didn't talk <laughs> about it last week or last episode. Um, fucking Marvel What If, we have three episodes left at this point? I believe so. I think. Um <clears throat> All to varying levels of critical, you know, uh, uh, I don't know. People love some episodes. People fucking hate some episodes. Some people are like, every episode's the same thing. And I'm like, no, no, eat a dick. Um, really not. I've loved every <laughs> single episode of this series. I Fuck saw, yeah, I saw somebody shared, an, it was an article that it was, uh, oh, what was it? I can't remember the actual title of it. The title was enough that I'm like, yeah, fuck you. And then I read the first line <laughs> and it said something. And basically every episode of what if is what if a character that was supposed to be alive isn't alive anymore. I'm like, you that's, are, that's boiling it down to 
the like most the smallest detail it's like oh one person died everything's it this person's no longer alive anymore i'm like yeah sure but there are reasons why whoever said that i mean they're ignoring a lot of the narrative of each of these episodes i mean even in the first episode that is not the plot whatsoever yeah Yeah. now i think about it literally nobody nobody dies (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, one person dies that wasn't one dead, uh, and that was um, Tommy Lee Jones' character. Tommy Lee Jones' character died. Oh no! Yeah. No, I, I mean, didn't think about that. Yeah. These no, these episodes aren't just oh someone died and therefore, you know, different things happened. It's, you know, the narratives all take place because of small story changes that we you know, all new went a different way in the main Marvel canon, mm-hmm. um, you know, that basically changed the outcome in large ways. That's kind of the point of the series is a small little change and one little event can have these sort of rippling effects across an entire timeline to change what happens to that a timeline in a big way. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, we got... Just going down the episode list, I mean, the first one is, is what if Captain Carter were the first Avenger? So Captain Carter becomes essentially what Captain America, Steve Rogers, is supposed to be. Um, big dommy mommy Captain America. Big um, what? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, she goes out and she kicks a bunch of Nazi ass. Um, and it's a really cool episode, honestly. It is. It um, is a really good episode. I think you froze me again, by I the did. way. I did. That. I had to do it on purpose for a second there. I'm unstuck. Um, but yeah, I mean, even the events in that show go much differently from what they were in just Captain America the movie, right? Is, you know, Red Skull gets a hold of the Tesseract a lot earlier on. He gets a hold of Vibranium and stuff like that. He builds a crazy fucking portal and summons this goddamn demon to the planet. Yeah, some of um, it not Captain exactly Carter. the most, doesn't make exactly the most sense, but I'm okay no. with it. We don't but, need everything to make the most sense. Yeah, she has to uh, sacrifice herself to, uh, you know, save the planet basically from this giant ass demon, um, and then reemerges, you know, seventy years later, much like Captain America being found on the ice from a portal opened by Nick Fury and uh, Clint Barton, Hawkeye, and comes back, and so that's kind of a continuation of that timeline with Captain Carter. Is she's back, and I guess they're going to do. If they continue with the season two, they'll probably do another spinoff with her in it. So, of her uh, copying Avengers. They have actually decided from from what they've been talking about. Um, they are doing the the plan is to make this a yearly thing. Um, every mm-hmm. year, there's going to be a new season of the show, and I am actually all for that. Uh, I think <laughs> the show is definitely good enough that they could keep going with it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I I'm also somebody that really likes alternative history kind of stuff um or alternative realities and stuff like that and i think this is the perfect way to do it it doesn't have to be too uh oh my mind's blanking on the word right now it doesn't have to be fully connected i mean suppose supposedly these series are these these stories are in some way connected to the actual mcu um That's why technically I'm trying to find a good picture to make a uh, uh, <laughs> a spoiler thing for real quick, um, but no, I I'm okay with it going e- either way. If it, they end up not 
bring in any of this stuff into the the main MCU. Sure, it was just a fun series that people could I mean, enjoy and get little vignettes of other things that could happen in this world or other ways that things could have happened in this world. Um, and I'm fine with that too. What I would like to see them see them do is grab the most interesting stories out of the what if series and then continue those stories later on. Yeah. And that way we get kind of that, you know, comic book feel. I mean, what if comic books is a real thing? Yeah. And so, you know, you get continuations of those stories in those comic series. Um, they'll probably never end up doing an amalgam type of thing. <laughs> but... We don't know. You never know, man. Seriously. who Like, we live in a weird world where anything can happen nowadays. I guess so. I, I would love to see an amalgam animated series. <laughs> um. But, I, there uh, were, there were like, I think, think they might have been like jokey rumors, but there were rumors that they thought about uh, possibly buying DC Comics. Mm. All right. That'd be, that's like comic monopoly at that point, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm going to do this really quick. Let's see. Look how professional I am. I, uh, <laughs> I... <laughs> don't make fun of me. I know what I'm doing. I got this. I don't know where that la- saved. Fuck. <laughs> No, I oh, know where that's boy. saved. I'm not. I'm lying. I know where that's saved. Psh, I know what I'm doing. I got this. Everything's fine. Keep talking, Nate. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Everything's good. Nothing's wrong. Boom. Yeah. All right. Oh, leave, leave it the way it was. I'll leave it the little tiny <laughs> thing. Um. So yeah. No. Uh. Just because I want to cover like everything that's happened so far. Um. What if six episodes in we've already got, uh. I think the first, like, three are good enough that you can be like, eh, fuck it, we can talk about it openly and freely and nobody gives a shit. First yeah. episode, like, we were talking about Captain Carter. Mm-hmm. Fun, what if nobody fucking died? Fuck you, dumbass journalist. Um, <laughs> downvotes. Downvotes. All the downvotes. Um, <laughs> I like seeing it. I like seeing the character. I love Peggy Carter in general. I'm still mad that that show got canceled and is technically not canon, but also maybe canon. I don't fucking know. Marvel's weird. Um, episode two, we didn't talk about any of it, right? Wait, we've only talked about Captain Carter so far, right? Yes. Sorry, I was half listening because I was working on this on the side at the same time. Also, um, I should mention the other big thing in that episode, though, is. Um... Steve Rogers gets essentially what is technically the first Iron Man suit yeah. in the form of the Hydra Stomper. Yeah, Stark, uh, Howard Stark makes the Howard St- the Hydra Stomper, the Howard Stomper. Um, yes. Yeah, let me see. I want to. I feel like I know the episodes in order in my head, but I mm-hmm. also don't at the same time. Well, I've got the list right in front of me, so. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, episode two. T'Challa as Star-Lord, um, which I, something that kind of I picked up on a little bit, um, mm-hmm. or no, I did, I, sorry, I didn't pick I didn't expect. Um, we knew that this was going to be, because everybody knew that there was the T'Challa as Star-Lord uh, mm-hmm. episode. So we knew that was coming. We knew that he had done the voicing, the Chadwick Boseman had done the voice for that episode. I was not expecting him to be in as many episodes as he has been so far. Um, oh, yeah. Which I'm, I'm sure a lot of people like and love that it wasn't just a, hey, one episode. Um, yeah. he was. He's probably one of the most heavily involved of all the original actors so far. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so yeah, season, episode two is T'Challa's Star-Lord, uh, which is literally <laughs> just the Ravagers are idiots. Um, yeah. But also you get a much more, I guess, sophisticated Star-Lord out of T'Challa. Yeah, he's not, um, he isn't an idiot. He's very intelligent. He, uh... Not an idiot. And he's so much more charismatic than you know, the original Star-Lord that he gets Thanos to join the fucking Ravagers. Yeah, Stop, <laughs> stops Thanos from being a world, a, a universe conqueror, basically. Um, Even though Thanos is still trying to convince everyone he was right. <laughs> I do like that. That was a great point. Uh, that was that was very much a, this is for those fans that are like, I mean, Thanos was right. Uh, <laughs> um, so in that, the way that that episode ends... It kind of, that's one of the few, the first episodes where it has this, hey, look how good things could were for these people mm-hmm. in this situation. But also that led Ego to be able to come and directly influence an adult, yeah, human, Earth, <laughs> Earth, like whole childhood, whole life on Earth uh, version of Quill. Um, yep. And as as you see at the end of other episodes, probably things go bad. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's got it's got serious implications for what the future could be like in that what if timeline, right? Mm-hmm. Is like, you know, Quill doesn't have this attachment. His major sort of send off was his attachment to his mom, and his attachment to Gamora. Um, and the rest and, of his you know, family kind of thing. Yeah, so if Ego comes and finds him and, you know, tells him this stuff, does Ego reveal to him that he, you know, killed his mom still? Is his mom even still dead in this timeline? We don't know. Would he care <laughs> as much? Because I feel like yeah. he, even throughout the first ep- the first episode, the first movie, uh, Peter Quill kind of not forgives, but kind of just comes to terms with what happened with her, his mom because <laughs> of the events of that movie. Um, but, you know... Uh, I did like the fact that I didn't like the fact that the Ravager, Ra- Ravager straight up lied to T'Challa and was like, yeah, everybody's dead. They're not around. You have no reason to go home. Um, but yeah. I, I did like how that turns into him coming home in the end kind mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, oh, yeah. We get two homecomings, basically, so far in this series to uh, Wakanda. Yep. Um, so um, episode three, which... Mm-hmm. In all honesty, is in my opinion my least favorite of all six so far, which is not saying it's a bad episode. It's just the other ones I've liked that much more. Yeah. Um, just if somebody's killing all the Avengers or would be Avengers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Avengers team never gets put together. Uh, in oddly enough, it's just because Hope Van Dyne, Van Dyne, Dyne. Um, Van Dyne, yes. yeah, joined earlier in her life <laughs> instead of waiting until the Ant Man Ant Man happened and all that. She became almost the first Avenger, technically. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you know what Steve Rogers is alive still technically. Yeah, I forgot that that's well, how it ends. Basically, Hank Pym is going around and eliminating all of the people who are on the Avengers Initiative roster um, to foil Nick Fury's plans because he blames Nick Fury for the death of Hope, um, <laughs> who is his daughter. Um, and he shows up in the Yellow Jacket suit. That I really tries like that. To, 
tries to go toe to toe with Nick Fury, who's like doing all this cool teleporting stuff and jumping around everywhere, and you find out that it's not really Nick Fury <laughs> there at all. Yeah, he teamed up with Loki, who had come to avenge, oddly enough, avenge, come to avenge Thor. Thor's death. Yeah. Um. um <clears throat> but Loki decides to stay on Earth and becomes the ruler of Earth, basically, which prompts Nick Fury to start putting together a new Avengers team. <laughs> Um, and he finds Captain America frozen in ice and then summons Carol to Earth earlier as well. Say Captain Marvel. Don't be like, it summons Carol. <laughs> Carol. <laughs> the superhero only, name, Carol. The only, I know, of, of the only person like in all the Avengers that I, for some reason that, that bugs me, but the only person that I would have been okay if he said their name was Wanda because Wanda didn't get the name mm -hmm. until uh, WandaVision. Um, yeah. You refer to all the superheroes by their names. <laughs> I do say Steve. I say Steve a lot for Captain America. Steve, Carol. Um, I mean Bucky. Clint. Bucky. Natasha. Yep. Natasha. Um, so episode four, which is the episode that came out when we were going to talk about it two weeks ago, but we didn't. Uh, this episode was sad, bro. <laughs> episode four? Episode four is my favorite fucking episode. It's so fucking um, sad. It <laughs> the as opposed to most of the other things where no kind of i don't know how to put it basically this is one of the few universes that a lot would have been different mm -hmm. um like dr Str or uh, stephen strange's personality at its core is different mm -hmm. in this universe um yep. because he he had a romantic interest in the movie but in a different way. In the movie, it was more like a we had a fling, but there's some mm. kind of care for each other. It's in, very strained yeah. romance. Um, in the in the what if episode, um, which is literally just called "What if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands," um, mm -hmm. he actually has a long, a longer term relationship with Christine Palmer, uh, and instead yeah. of him losing like the thing says instead of his hands getting fucked up in the crash the crash still happens but with christine mm -hmm. in the car uh and she dies yeah. and everything still goes basically the same where he's like i want to bring her back i don't know what i can't live without her almost like mm -hmm. i can't live without my hands and ends up hitting that same point in becoming sorcerer supreme um in mm -hmm. what for me i love multiple things about this episode one i already love alternate timelines mm -hmm. i also love uh split timeline stuff like there's yeah. one thing like the multiverse multiverse i love multiverse stuff like these are just universes that exist on their own i also just love the idea of one decision immediately causing a single universe to branch out in mm -hmm. that not always just being allowed to happen. <laughs> That's probably the most interesting thing about this episode, though, was in a, all the other what-ups we got before, it was a single moment that changed everything. You never got to see the alternate of that because it was assumed you knew the alternate of that already. Mm -hmm. um, this one, you get the decision that Doctor Strange makes, and then you also get the alternate of him not making that decision. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And ultimately, in one timeline... Stephen Strange decides to continuously use the time stone over and over to try and save Christine to the point that he realizes he can't, mostly because uh, Miss Whitewash, I can't remember her name right now. 
It's uh, Tilda Swinton. The Ancient One. Yeah, Ancient Swinton. She, she mentions to Strange eventually after he's so frustrated by the repeated attempts to bring Christine back from, you know, being dead, that it's a fixed point in time. No matter what he does, he can't change it. And he's very argumentative about this. Is like as long as I have, you know, basically all the power that I can amass, I should be able to do it no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um. And so he continues to do this, continues to experiment. Um, we get the scene where he decides not to make that decision, and he's warned again that basically he's been split in two now <laughs> because there's two alternate timelines where he exists now. There's an evil Doctor Strange, and then there's the regular Doctor Strange. I wouldn't call him an evil Doctor Strange. Well, not evil, but... Misled. Desperate. <laughs> um, Darker Strange. <laughs> down bad Doctor Strange. <laughs> um <laughs> But, uh, so the, the, the evil one starts absorbing all these mystical creatures to amass all this power, um, finally is able to bring Christine back from the moment that she dies in, but this starts, because it's a fixed point in time that can't be changed, the universe kind of goes into self-correcting mode, and basically starts erasing that entire universe from existence. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and, <laughs> but to do that, he also has to absorb the good one, like, to get the rest of the power. It's like a last last battle versus each other. It's funny. People always make fun of the fact that um, Marvel origin movies are very much, hey, let's take the, the hero and just have him verse an evil version of himself. Uh, mm-hmm. And in this one, it literally is that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it really is it's like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to beat the shit out of myself. Uh, and he does pretty good on his own. Um, and then he cheats, in my opinion. You know, fuck it, he cheats. Uh he does. He tries to, of course, save the universe. That doesn't end well. We actually get the first scene where a character is able to recognize the existence of the Watcher. Yeah, I was about to say, this. Is, it's throughout the show, and it's fun because this is the first one where you really, really notice it because obviously there's a direct connection between them. Um, but yeah. Watu, the Watcher, is continuously getting more and more in mm-hmm. universe. Like at first, he's like yeah. stardust and stars and stuff like that. And then you get more of an outline to him, and then you start seeing more features. And then in this episode, mm-hmm. it's straight up. is like, dude, you fucked up. I can't do anything. All right, peace. Yeah. And then he zooms back out. Uh-huh. He, he begged him to intervene, and the watch is just like, no, like, my job isn't to intervene. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's really just there to catalog and record everything. Um, um, and it, the, the, that episode, I almost said season, uh, that episode just ends with, uh, they call him, what is it? Hold on. Strange Supreme. Yeah, right? Yeah, Strange Supreme. You can get that at Taco Bell. Um, <laughs> he, they, he, it's literally him just grieving alone in, like, what's left of his universe. Um, just in, in, one burrito, all sour cream. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I really think that this episode is the first one that makes me feel that by the end of the season there might be a people returning, people crossing over kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. I think, wait, did we talk about this? Or did I talk about this with somebody else? I feel like, did we not talk about... No, I think I talked about this with Lou. Um, Mm. Yeah, because I feel like there's two ways that Strange could go. This Strange Mm. Supreme could go right now, which is realize that he fucked up Mm -hmm. and that there are other universes now that he knows that there are other universes that he could 
um, either fuck up himself or opposite save from people fucking up kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I would like to see him come back. I really hope he comes back. I also really hope that Captain Carter comes back. Uh, <laughs> T'Challa, I feel like I could go either way. Because um, mm-hmm. I think his story is kind of, for the most part, finished. Um, yeah. Then we have what I think was people's most anticipated episode. Mm-hmm. What if zombies? Nothing. No. No long title. No. What if this? What if that? It's just straight up. What if zombies? What if zombies? Um, question mark exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> it is the only one with an exclamation point too. Um, yeah. Obviously, Marvel but, has had a history of some really good yeah. zombie series. Marvel zombies comic books is probably that series is probably one of the most beloved to come out of Marvel. Because um, um, it's fucked up. It is a dark and fucked up storyline. It's terribly fucked up. I think they went lighter on the fucked up in this with this episode because zombies mm-hmm. don't have any dialogue or anything like that. But in the actual Marvel zombies canon, like they're zombies, but they're still the same people that they were. Yeah. The <laughs> only thing it's literally they are zombified with their same mental function. They can still control their powers, which they still do in the in this. Um, mm-hmm. They just don't have that same mental fa- faculty. Faculties. 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 Yeah. Um. So in the in the the actual comic series there's part of the storyline peter parker gets bit spider-man gets bit becomes mm-hmm. a zombie and because it's peter he immediately wants to protect aunt may and mj and in mm-hmm. doing so to going to them and trying to protect them he eats them and is yeah. basically crying and is destroyed by the fact that he is killing the people that he killed the people that he loves um well i believe later on they they describe in the comic books what drives the zombies to do what they do. They have the hunger, a rather insatiable hunger. <laughs> like they simply cannot control it. It's almost like vampirism that they depict in certain fiction, where like you have vampires who try to resist their mm-hmm. bloodthirst but just can't do it and go crazy. These guys are basically the same. They have this insatiable hunger so much so that they eat a whole fucking planet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a whole living yeah. planet. <laughs> oh man! So in that's. That is the one thing, the one entertaining thing right now where Disney owns everything again, just about everything. The only thing that Disney doesn't own anymore or still is all of Spider-Man. It's a very Mm -hmm. weird thing. They can do whatever the fuck they want with Spider-Man in animated form, um, but not movie form. As long as they pay Sony their dues and let them have input. (laughs) No, no. I mean, like, the animated series, they they can do whatever the fuck they want with the animated series. Uh, that's if you notice this is the first time in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that Uncle Ben has been mentioned mm-hmm. um, and that was like a big thing everybody was writing articles about it I'm like well duh yeah they, they, they own the rights when it comes to cartoons um, yeah so in this universe zombies happen mm-hmm. the majority of the, the actual team are zombified um, yes well Janet they go to the quantum realm to rescue Janet um who is Hank Pym's wife and Hope's mom, um, but she's infected by a quantum virus, is how they describe it, Mm -hmm. and this turns her into a zombie, she bites Hank and then Hank later infects a bunch of other people Um, he pretty much eats uh, fuck, what's his name, what's Paul Rudd's character's name again, why can't I remember this Scott Lang Scott Lang. so Uh he pretty much eats Scott Lang, which 
he's revealed back in a, his normal hilarity later on in this I love episode. That. They <laughs> basically, I'm mad that they didn't go and actually make an actual reference to it, but they Futurama did. He was a head yeah. in a jar. Um, yep. So the one thing about the comic that they did keep, I don't know, I can't remember it enough, but the one thing I remembered was um, in the comics, not H- Hank, yeah, Hank. Hank mm-hmm. basically catches people, captures people, and uses them as like a uh, a buffet. He basically keeps people to eat off of them and survive. Um, mm-hmm. And, wait, is it mm-hmm. Hank? It might be Hank. I can't remember right now. Um, oh, no, no, yeah, yeah, it is Hank, because I was thinking yeah. it was Reed Richards, but that's a whole other more fucked up thing. Um, oh, yeah. If they do a twist on that in this episode with they Vision do. and Wanda. In the reason... So Vision... Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, Vision is basically capturing... He's luring people to the safe zone because the zombies have this adverse effect to the Mind Stone sort of resonance. Um, and so he has the safe zone, but he's luring people there, anybody who's still left alive and human, um, to feed Wanda because he can't bring himself to kill her mm-hmm. after she's been zombified. The problem is, is because she's been zombified and because of the insane sort of power she wields um she's a threat to just everything period (laughs) um nobody really has the power to stop her anymore except for vision by himself (laughs) yeah um and i say one the one thing that i actually really appreciated about that uh obviously they could have still done it to hank but hank's already been a bad guy in one episode um (laughs) but this was really i feel like marvel's way of being like hey no matter what universe, no matter the circumstance, Vision and Wanda are a thing. We are made, no matter what, they love each other so much, they will do anything to keep each other in their lives. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I really like that aspect of the show, of that story. Um, don't come up here. You stay down there. I just kicked you off the desk. Why would, I, why would you jump back up? I love you, dude. Please stop. Um, yeah. So yeah, they go off, uh, they escape the compound, and the only ones that are that are alive are T'Challa minus a leg, um, Scott Lang minus everything but a head, <laughs> who is being moved around and carried by uh, the... By the cloak of levitation. Yeah, which I think is fucking hilarious. Um, yep. <laughs> and Spider-Man, because um, of course Spider-Man has survived. You don't mm-hmm. kill Spider-Man yet, yep. yet. Uh, and they're off no. to Wakanda, which is protected, and, you know, technologically advanced. And hey, it's like we can do this; everything will be fine. Uh, cut to zombie Thanos, who zombie has Thanos. all but the mind gem. Mm-hmm. Which hey, I know where he goes after that. Um, this is this was the first one. I mean, that's one way to exterminate half the life in the galaxy, right? <laughs> so the I, I like the people theorizing that he wouldn't want to just get rid of them he would actually bring more life into the world because of the <laughs> hunger because they want yeah. to eat they would they need new life um that's terrible like you've just been blinked into existence and then immediately getting knocked yeah. on by zombies um, <laughs> it'd be great if he had the me- mental faculties to be like hey uh get rid of the zombie disease and also get rid of half the people in there <laughs> <laughs> or uh, in the universe um but yeah, this, like, hey, I'm not a zombie anymore. Oh. This, this this was the first episode though where I'm like, I feel like 
we need another episode for this. I want to know what happens. Give me more, please. Like, I don't, <laughs> even with the whole crossing over of the possible other characters, this was the one that I, one of the first ones that I'm like, I want to see more. I want to see what comes next. Uh, mm-hmm. Which continues into the th- most recent episode, which we are two thirds of the way through the season because it's nine yes. episodes. Um, and this one was What If Killmonger Rescued Tony Stark? I love this episode. It's basically, what if Killmonger had a better plan? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and also was trying to promote season two of Genlock. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I showed Kim when he, that, the, the design came up for his little robot dude. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. the enemy from Genlock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Genlock, I think, has a future. Ruby, unfortunately, bleh. No, Ruby's so still going. Ruby's still going, but it's it's so bad. <laughs> oh, that's your take. Um, so yeah, this episode, uh, it's interesting. This I really actually really liked how, and like you were saying, is this your favorite episode of the six so far? This is my favorite episode of the of the six so far, and it's for a really dumb reason. I had posted a, a Facebook status on my alt account um, after the episode aired. Every time I see Wakanda ready to go to, like, battle, like, their whole army, and every time I hear, you know, their war cries, Ibambe, and stuff like that, for some reason, it just gets me right in the feels. (laughs) I love it so much, and I don't know why, but it's just, it's just great to see, you know, representation on the screen at any time, and so far, the depiction of Wakanda is kind of like the penultimate of that for me. (laughs) There's, um... regardless of that it's a good episode because of the story yeah uh (laughs) there's a scene in the episode where um they are confronting ulysses claw uh trying to get vibranium and Mm -hmm. the entire the moment that i think the lights go out or alarm sounds or something i the entire time i'm like when 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 are we going to hear the music for the dora milaja milaja yeah yeah um because i'm like i love that that is like that audio (laughs) cue gets me every time um (laughs) (laughs) no yeah this i really liked it i really liked the fact that um you got to see it was one of those ones where sure yes fucking tony hart or tony hawk tony stark dies um eventually Mm -hmm. uh then this is one of those ones where i'm like yeah again him dying isn't what the big change was he dies much later on in, no, in this he, story it's not like he just got straight up murdered he doesn't from the beginning. die and causes the change he dies as a result of all the changes yeah. that have already been made <laughs> um yeah i like he uh killmonger immediately comes in be like hey it was stain stain did this fuck this guy um mm-hmm. i i may or may not have made the joke with kim about the fact that i'm like huh roadie roadie doesn't look like he did in the first movie <laughs> <laughs> Don Cheadle makes a better roadie than Terrence Howard any day. I love Don Cheadle. I think he's fucking hilarious. Um, I've loved Don Cheadle since Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. I don't think I'd seen him in anything before that. I might have, and I just don't remember. As an aside, Don Cheadle has his own TV show coming out um, called Glory Days. It's about his childhood. It's kind of like an everybody Chris kind of thing. No! Wait, Glory Days? Isn't it... Isn't he the new voice? It's, um... It's the remake. 
What's that show called? You're gonna get to it before me because you're already there. Wonder Years. Wonder Years is what it's yeah, called. Sorry. Yeah. I don't say Glory Days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Glory Days is a restaurant that has okay food, <laughs> but they usually Wonder. have at least one TV with boomerang on it, so I'm okay. Um, <laughs> I always hate going to restaurants where it's like 18 TVs and it's all sports. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. just give me cartoons on one of these, please. Um, but no, he yeah, that they announced that they're doing a, a remake or a reboot of um, Wonder Years, focusing. I don't know if it's actually on his life or if he's just the uh, the narrator. Yeah. Either way, I don't know. I'm I'm happy with it. But uh, the rest of the plot turns out that basically Tony and Killmonger are developing a set of like war robots together, um, under the guise that Killmonger feeds Tony of eliminating human soldiers from the battlefield. Um, Tony is still very much on his peace kick after his little kerfuffle in afghanistan and so he wants to try to find a way to preserve life as much as possible but in this timeline he's still very much a weapons developer mm-hmm. and so is the company so he they is. have a defense contract to make these basically killer robots um killmonger sort of remarks that he's into anime when <laughs> tony says it looks very much like a gundam <laughs> um, yeah. but uh which i think that's cool because it it sort of speaks to sort of the impact Gundam has had on mecha design and other fiction franchises and the fact that Gundam is now just a term to mean big ass robot it's not a specific thing anymore it was also <laughs> just nice to be able to cuz like even in um in the original movie uh Michael B Jordan I think it, he asked to have the his outfit designed off of uh, mm-hmm. is it is it Gundam what is the sh- I can't remember what it was designed off of but it was one of those I want this because I'm an anime fan. I want this to yep. look like this character from this show. His, I mean, his armor and outfit in the show is very much inspired by anime. I mean, he's a Navy SEAL, for Christ's sakes. Navy SEALs don't wear that shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he's just basically got an armor pad, a t-shirt on, and some camo pants and boots. Like, that's his whole his whole fit right there. <laughs> um, but it looks good. And if I had hair, I'd style it like that. But <laughs> it's Vegeta. The outfit was... Vegeta. He, yeah, it was okay. based off of Vegeta's design. Um, it doesn't, yeah, you'd see the one okay, that influence yeah, looks like Saiyan battle armor. I'm gonna pop it just up on the screen real quick. Oh, I guess I can't. This is <clears> weird now because it's not. Eh, whatever. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> it makes sense. I get it. Uh, yeah. But no, um... I, I love. I thought it was great. I I haven't again. I haven't not liked a single episode of the season. I haven't series. either. Killmonger does eventually kill Claw and take him to Wakanda, as in the original Black Panther film. Reveals that he's Endajaka, son of Njobu, um, who's the king's brother. Um, and they make, like, almost right off the bat, <laughs> they make Killmonger the new Black Panther. Yeah, that um, was because bad. T'Challa dies in this, so um, makes me Black Black Panther. And Killmonger's still very much on the same kick he was in the original film, where he wants to use the army that he's now built up to sort of violently liberate all the black people around the planet yeah um at the end of the episode we get a we get shuri visiting pepper Potts um at stark industries and sort of leaking the plan to her um remarking that there's not only one genius in the world (laughs) um throwing some shade there but uh she wants to set up an alliance to sort of stop killmonger from doing what he's going to do 
in, so and that is where the other at the other episode that i'm like let me get another part let me get a part two for this um because i want to yeah. see that too i want to see more in this um let me get a part two of it because i want to see killmonger succeed god damn it <laughs> i i understand i get it <laughs> um I, I kind of actually That's really... you, FBI agent. Yeah. I kind of <laughs> like the fact that uh, you get that scene with Sherry being like, hey, I'm a genius too. It's not just one genius and all that shit. Because of the changes that are being made for other characters that are coming into the MCU. Um, mostly Riri. Uh, the <laughs> repla- Not replacement, but the, the new Iron Man. Iron yeah. person? I don't know. Iron Heart. That's it. Thank you. I could not remember yeah. the name. I'm like, I know there's a name there. Uh, yeah, Iron Heart. Um, who at one point had actual direct connection with Tony. Not so much in what's happening because hey, guess what? Tony's dead. Um, spoilers. Um, <laughs> but has been is already confirmed to be in and has already been seen in leaked shots for uh, Wakanda Forever. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see that. I want to. I want to know more of that, but it is that reminder of, hey, remember, Wakanda, full of intelligent people, high, one of some of the highest tech in the universe, or in the world. I don't want to say universe, because, <laughs> nope, that's not true. <laughs> um, but no, What If has been great. I can't wait for the next three episodes. I, I also like the fact that I have no idea what the next episode is still. Like, yeah. hold on. Let's see. What If Marvel... See if it, it. I don't think they've posted anything yet. Probably not. I think they like to keep this close to the chest because every new What If title is always kind of a spoiler for what's going to happen in the episode anyway. Yeah. Yeah, the most recent thing was four hours ago, and it's just. Yeah, that's still just talking about the most recent episode. <laughs> that's true. Well, here's some other off topic Marvel news that Dave shared with me yesterday. Um. There's a director who posted an Instagram picture with, uh, fucking, what's his name? Here's the guy who plays Venom again. Yes. Um, oh. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, Tom. yeah. That picture has since so, been deleted. Yeah, it's been deleted, but in the picture, Tom Hardy is wearing a Spider-Man No Way Home crew hat. Mm-hmm. Now, crew hats were only given to people who were usually on the set of a film, right? They're given to people who were working on that film. Um, sort of as a little memento, and I'm pretty sure there's plenty of, like, third grips out there with a collection of crew hats somewhere, but Tom Hardy's wearing one, so even though there's been, like, no leak set photos, no images of him on the set of Spider-Man No Way Home, we are... it's curious to see why he has a crew hat. I was gonna say, we are now... so close to this movie coming out now, and I say we're still three months away, um, mm-hmm. but we are so close, and there have not been any rumors about him being in this movie. Um oh up until this photo the other big thing that sort of links these two together is that andy circus is the director on the next venom movie on the upcoming venom movie um wait what really yeah yeah andy circus is directing what (laughs) venom let there be carnage is directed by andy fucking circus (laughs) i did not know that holy shit that's fantastic and Andy Serkis has famously played Ulysses Claw among some other characters in the Marvel Gollum universe. <laughs> yeah, you know, in the so, MCU, Gollum. Uh-huh. Gollum. 
<laughs> Gollum just consistently after the fucking Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, this is precious. Yes, but uh, there's there's rumors, of course, abound that you know Venom may be showing up in a future Spider-Man film, or maybe even No Way Home. Um, we don't really know. I think my sort of ridiculous theory about this is we all know how Tom Holland likes to leak stuff about upcoming MCU films. Um, and so my thought behind this is, is he's upset that he didn't get to leak the no way home trailer <laughs> himself. So he probably hit Tom Hardy up and he's like, Hey, take my crew hat for a day and find a way to work this into a photo. Oh my God. <laughs> I would love that so much. Um, no, I like if he's in it, he's in it. If he's not, he's not. I'm I'm mm -hmm. still in, in that group where like, hey, if the other two Spider Men are in this movie, fucking awesome, great. If they aren't, I'm not gonna let that's not gonna ruin the fucking experience for me. Um Yeah. I don't think anything could ruin the experience of this movie at this point for me. Uh I don't think so either. I think Venom Let There Be Carnage is gonna be a great movie. People are still upset that it's PG-13. I don't think it's going to be a great movie. I think it'll be a watchable movie. <laughs> um, very much like the first Venom was. Um, mm -hmm. The trailer was... The trailer for the film was hilarious. Um, and, you know, buying uh, Woody Harrelson... Carnage looks fucking great. Carnage looks great like... and buying Woody Harrelson as a crazy villain. I mean, he's he's got a range of acting talent, and this is just something new he's adding to his repertoire, I think. Mm -hmm. Um and I think he's going to be good at it. So, <laughs> that being said, Woody Harrelson is getting up there in age. So, <laughs> Shh, don't say things. Uh, I, I actually one of the people I follow on um, TikTok has actually had a video recently about actors' ages and people wanting them to play characters. Uh, he basically was like, "Hey, I know nobody's going to want to hear this, but." Jensen Ackles is too old to play Jason Todd now. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. I get it. He is too old to play that character now. He would have been great fucking 15 years ago. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, Woody Harrelson is 60 years old. like. Yeah, and how old is Cletus in the actual comics, probably? No, I don't know. Let's see. The thing about character ages in comic books is you never really know because they're either unaging or they change so frequently. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, fucking somebody's he. Let's see, Cletus. Is it Cassidy? Yeah, Cletus Cassidy has been around since '91. Mm. He, he, I mean, he looks pretty old in in '91. Yeah. Uh. Who knows? Who fucking knows? I mean, fucking Spider-Man is either a, a teenager or a adult. In mm -hmm. the comics, in at all points in time, there's no, no consistent age. <laughs> I mean, fucking DC Comics, DC Comics, Batman. Literally, I think there's now a thing in in the Batman universe where he literally kills or he just clones himself over and over again. I think that was mm -hmm. a plot point at one point where it's like, oh no, no, he never ages because they clone himself into the same aged body implant all the memories, implant all the things, and it just keeps on a cycle, and that's why everybody looks the same age. Uh <laughs> yeah. I think I know what's great about Woody Harrelson playing him. Woody Harrelson is great at playing just completely unhinged characters. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I would like to see Woody Harrelson as more of a good person, good guy in some things. I also don't mm -hmm. really like Woody Harrelson 
character that much in general. So seeing him as a villain, I'm like, all right, cool, go for it. I mean, normally when he's playing a good guy, he's like an anti-hero. Yeah, more fucking zombie land stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> you um, know, he's he's an ass kicker is what he is, but <laughs> that that comes from his heritage. I mean, the guy was born in Texas, so. <laughs> Um, but uh, I feel like there was something else Marvel-y that I wanted to mention, but I guess not. Oh, you know what? I can. You know what? I'm going to use this and I'm going to move into talking about one of the two things we're going to talk about. Uh, I got rid of some of the other stuff, whatever. Oh, we haven't talked about games at all. Let's talk about games before I get into this thing that does like two <laughs> games. Um, Nate, what are you playing? All right. So mostly I've been playing Honkai again. Um, they did a new character release. They have sort of a challenge mode in the game now called Elysian Realm. And through it, you basically level up individual sort of characters' memories, more or less. And these give you buffs during the actual challenge mode. One of the characters' names is Alicia, and they actually just released a battlesuit for her. So she's a playable character now. She uses a bow. The last bow character, the only other bow character in the game, was Fischl, which was a crossover with Honkai Impact. Or not Honkai, Genshin Impact. Sorry. Um... So we got her as a bow character, and this one uses a bow as well. Her battle suit is called literally Miss Pink Elf. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's weird. Um, but she's a physical damage dealer, does a lot of physical damage very rapidly, especially with her alt pot. Um, it has a lot of interesting mechanics based on her charged attacks and using her bow uh, weapon actives. Um, I bought her off the gotcha rolls. Um, I bought her weapon off the gotcha rolls, got everything mostly leveled up for her except her battle suit, because ranking up battle suits in this is very difficult to do unless you spend a, a lot, lot of money, money on the game. Yeah. Um, but she's she's a new addition to the game, and it's great. They released a whole new story chapter for her, which is fun to play through. I don't pay attention to much of the story in this game, because like all anime-based games, the story is completely lost its plot very early on. Well, okay. It's all over the fucking place. Genshin Impact makes some sense. <laughs> well, this game is just all over the place with its plot sometimes. Um, so they did that. They added some new sort of quality of life stuff to the game as well. I actually don't have to complete the dailies, the weekday stuff, by playing it anymore, which are little sort of goofy challenge maps that you get some materials you can farm stuff off of like that they just added a button which completes it all for you <laughs> so i click the button and it just farms the weekday stuff for me which is just a small portion of the daily stuff i have to do but it makes the time go by so much quicker i, I get like so that... tired of doing these things over and over again yeah okay i feel like i don't know that's weird to me well because it's the same rotation of maps every week it's the same thing you do week after week after week day after day yeah. So it does get boring after a while, and it's just easy to easier to farm those mats now. Um, the new battle pass launches actually tomorrow, so we'll have a new battle pass with that, with some new unlocks on that as well. Um, there is sort of a bonus thing that you get by doing certain things. You basically fill up a bar, a meter, with some points. Once you reach the max amount of points, you can either get some ancient willpower, which is sort of farmable material. Or you can get a rank-up stamp for the new battle suit. Rank-up stamps are useful because they give you a lot of fragments to rank up that new battle suit with. Um, but yeah, just a new sort of subversion of the game has come out. They released version 5 about a month ago. Um, and that sort of overhauled the game in and of itself. But this is version 5.1 now. So if you're playing Honkai, you're going to want to download that. If you want to get back into it, again, it's always the time to do it around the time a new version comes out because they always give returnees mm -hmm. great rewards for coming back into the game. <laughs> that is nice. Um, yeah, that's a game that I, uh, I'll never get into it. I Like I said, I like Genshin. Haven't played it in a while. Um, I legitimately have not played 
anything really uh besides a single mobile game um i did i realized i had hopped in uh i think literally a couple of days after the last recording um i hopped in played some fall guys ended up playing with our friend maki uh mm-hmm. i actually weirdly enough so she was streaming uh, while i was playing and then she started playing and i got randomly matched made into the same game as her um, I've never had that happen before, where I've actually been like in random matchmaking, got thrown into my friend's game at the same time without like purposely linking up. Um, <laughs> and I didn't tell her immediately, so I <laughs> fucked with her. <laughs> I, I'm like, oh, I know exactly what her character looks like. I'm gonna fuck with her. Uh, so there, on her, um, on her Twitch clips, and um, I think on Twitter as well. Uh, there's a clip of her getting really pissed off at a random per, a random Godzilla in a skirt um, and then she realizes it's me <laughs> so that was entertaining um, but I, uh, I all I've been playing lately uh, because again have not really had the the time or the, the drive to get into any games right now um, mm-hmm. I've been playing a mobile game that was recommended to me to recommended me by i believe tiktok i now think about it i'm pretty sure it was tiktok (laughs) um it's just called merge homes um and it's one of those uh just you put things together they upgrade you put more of them together and they upgrade kind of thing it's almost like um what is uh what was that number game where you just had numbers you put them together and it kept getting bigger and bigger until no, I, I forget. Yeah. I don't get it's like threes, threes or something like that. Active mobile games. Um, well, this was like a. Uh, I mean, they put out. I think threes they put out on Xbox at one point. Um, mm. But it's, it's basically just one of those little matchy games. Um, you have energy. You can buy more energy. I have not spent a single cent on this game. Um, I will not spend a single cent on the same game. There, are, <laughs> you can use in-game coins that you earn. You can use all these other things that you can earn to either buy items or uh, just give yourself more energy and all that kind of stuff. Um, And normally, at this point, I would have uninstalled this game so quickly because Mm -hmm. my biggest issue with mobile games is the amount of ads. Um, I'm okay if after however long you give me an ad or if you're like hey do you want a boot like a speed boost or a a bonus coin boost or something watch this ad i'm like okay cool because you're giving me the option Hmm. i've been playing this game for four days i have not had a single ad there are there's not a single ad in this game Hmm. um and is the only reason i have not stopped playing this game it's the perfect couple minutes use up my energy put it down forget about it get that notification being like hey your energy's really filled i'm like oh hey fuck it why not um (laughs) i'm like oh i kind of understand certain draws to mobile games but this is the only one that has not been bogged down by all those fucking ads so i'm okay with playing it (laughs) um so yeah it's interesting it's a nice time waster like i said i i'll do this in between um, reading manga, <laughs> run out of energy. I'm like, all right, back to my chapters. Um, 
So it's good. It's nice. It keeps me, I don't know, distracted or entertained mm-hmm. temporarily. Why not? Um, sadly, yeah, I don't I haven't played anything. I want to play Deathloop. I haven't picked it up yet. I just, again, don't have the time or energy to put into it. Hopefully soon. Um, yeah. I mean, I've been waiting for that game for a very long time at this point. Um, well, I understand that feeling. I've, I'm still streaming Mass Effect 2, and I expected to be done the game by now, but the amount of time... I forgot that this game requires you to invest a lot more time in these missions than other games do. Yeah. And I've been wasting a lot of time on that stream as well, doing all the planetary scanning stuff, just to get resources. Which I try not to spend too much time on, but I've tell, told people in the stream repeatedly, like, it's not an essential part of the game, but, just but if you want to get... The, it makes things easier, and if you want to get the best ending, you kind of need to do it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I've been doing that. And then, of course, between missions, I have to go up to the loft and feed my fish, or else I'll die. Which I let happen during one stream and forgot about that, and so I came back to a pool of dead fish. <sighs> um, <laughs> so I was like, shit, and I had to run around and get them all again. But I then, I now know that in between missions, you do have to feed those fucking fish. <laughs> that definitely sounds like something I want to play in a game. <laughs> Either way. Um, speaking of games, uh, in the last two weeks, I, how long ago was this? Like, fucking, was this, like, right after we did our stream? I think it was that week, wasn't it? Let's see. Yes. When did this get posted? Uh, I don't see a date. Fuck it, whatever. Um, PlayStation had what I would consider their best showcase in a very long time. Um, oh, yeah. We got a bunch of new game announcements, a bunch of new informational games we already knew about. They touched on Dead or uh, Death Loop again, right before it got launched. Um, oh yeah, September 9th. Cool. All right. Damn, has it really been? Damn, it has been that long. Time makes no sense sometimes. Um, <laughs> we got our first reveal of gameplay and story a little bit for um, God of War Ragnarok. Uh, mm-hmm. It looks great. Um, it's been it's obviously been a little bit. Uh, Atreus is not as tiny. He's aged up a little bit. Um, yeah. And I'm calling him Atreus for spoiler reasons. Nate, do not say anything in case you know anything. His um, name, boy. His name is Boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, it's it's uh, as somebody that's not played the first game, I am interested um i this in all honesty this showcase has made me very much want a playstation 5 um yeah i had not really had enough drawing me to it like i want to play i wanted to play miles morales i wanted to play spider-man i can play mm-hmm. both those on playstation 4 i could get a used a used playstation 4 and some used games and i could do that um yeah but this now, I think moving forward at this point, is PlayStation being like, hey, just PlayStation 5. Fuck the 4. We're not doing that. We're not doing that Xbox thing and being nice to our uh, consumers. <laughs> um, yeah. As, as I mean, we talked about last... The anti-consumer move is the $10 upgrades thing. Um, which, after Horizon Forbidden West launches, they will no longer offer free yeah. yep. PS4 to PS5 upgrades. Yeah, We touched on that um, last episode, too. Uh, but... I mean, yeah, this is probably the time that if you're looking to buy a PS5, I mean, strike while the iron's hot, honestly, because who knows if it's going to get any hotter than this. I want that I want that, <laughs> that digital version. That's all I'm saying. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, we got the official announcement of 
Marvel Spider-Man Two, um, which is featuring Venom. Who? Yep. Uh, do you know who? Have you seen who's voicing Venom? I just read it. Let me scroll up Fucking here. Fucking Tony Todd. Yeah. Tony Todd is voicing Venom. That is awesome. Um, yeah. Tony Todd's voicing Venom. Miles Morales is also in this one. Yeah. Uh, supposedly you're going to be able to play as well. What's that? I think that may open it up to co-op play, but I don't know. Uh, I haven't heard anything about co-op play, but I have heard... I think you have cho- the choice of playing, or you might just be switching between the two. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I'm seeing in the trailer there are like combo attacks with both of them in it. Yeah, but that so, might also just mean it, I mean because like going back to God of War, there's technically combo attacks between uh, yeah him and boy, him and boy, <laughs> dad and boy. Um, so who knows? We you know we'll find out. We don't know much. Uh, obviously, Insomniac seems to be working on a lot of shit. Uh, I say that because along with Spider-Man Two un- unveiling, they also announced that. Insomniac, Insomniac is working on a Wolverine game. Yeah. I am stupidly excited about this game. This is one of the, like, th- three announcements, I think, that made me, like, mm-hmm. I need a PlayStation. I need to get a PlayStation now. There is one move that needs to be in this game that was in the Wolverine Origins game, where you could slice a dude's leg off, pick him up by his other leg, and beat another dude with him. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> the thing, because wasn't... That was the Wolverine game was amazing from what I heard, yeah. right? It was um, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Except for the last boss fight. <laughs> that's most games. Um, the first nope. big thing that PlayStation announced, which, which initially was like, I need to buy a PlayStation, but then I found out it's also coming to PC, so it's most likely a, a timed exclusive. Um, they are doing, there's a full on Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake. Uh, mm-hmm. I am. The reboot. No, this is remake. Well, yeah, that's what. I, sorry, I thought you said reboot, and I said remake. <laughs> oh, I thought you said reboot. <laughs> we're not, we're remake. Not, we're both agree. Remake. We're not talking about that 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 wonderful Canadian animated series. Um, no, yeah, this looks great. I mean, we haven't seen any gameplay, but literally, it's just a trailer being like, "Hey, this shit's coming," and mm-hmm. here's Revan. Um, <laughs> So I'm I'm all for that. Why not? Give me more Star Wars. Oh, and EA has nothing to do with it. Kind of the one thing that holds me back from completing the original Old Republic games are the mechanics in it are so dated. Sometimes it's just difficult to play. Yeah. Um, I would like to see the game, you know, updated. Not only, of course, with new graphics and fidelity and all that stuff like that, but just whole new mechanics. If it played more like an action adventure RPG instead of the old sort of we want to try to make a digitized version of D and D. I'd be much happier with that. Yeah. Um, oddly enough, speaking of D&D, um, <laughs> we got our first actual gameplay reveal for Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Which, yep. and I don't know if I'm 100% right on this, but mm-hmm. I feel like this is the first time that a Borderlands attached, technically, game has been showcased by sony over xbox i feel like borderlands has always been more of an xbox like yeah they don't own it but i felt like that was more of their go-to for their announcements and reveals and stuff gearbox just had a better relationship with xbox at the time and if you look at the player base numbers more people were playing borderlands on xbox than they were on playstation it's also Um, free with game pass right or i think it was i don't know if it still is i mean that being said this new one 
for those of you still worried about what Tiny Teeter's Wonderland is going to be, is like it's not just a rehash of the Assault on Dragon Keep. It's really not that. Um, it has elements of that to it because it's Tiny Tina basically guiding characters through a D&D setting. But there's whole new characters in this one, characters you haven't seen in Borderlands before. And there's a multi-classing system as well. Mm-hmm. So you're not stuck with just the abilities of the person you pick off off the jump. You can mix and match skill trees and other things as well. Yeah, there even says here players will be able to create their own hero in-game. Features a multi-class system that lets you mix and match six unique character skill trees. <laughs> All I'm with sorry. I awesome just, abilities. I listened to a little bit of the trailer for this that they did at the showcase, and the background music. I only recognize this because I'm such a it's fucking baby metal. Movie. It's baby metal. <laughs> I was so fucking it's, happy. It, by baby metal. <laughs> I, I watched. Yeah, I watched the unveil, and I'm like, oh, I fucking love. I'm so excited for this, and I'm like, I heard the music. I'm like, holy fuck, it's baby metal. That is amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they, they, it's actually really cool because they said uh, in a little brief summary over here on IGN. Um, they said there will be an interactive tabletop zone, which players can explore as they discover dynamic encounters and traverse between all key locations. Old school J- JRPG fans, we see you. <laughs> uh, it really does. I saw in the trailer they show a little bit of that like top-down, very um, Final fantasy E looking style. I don't know why yeah. I went to find... You know, I say Final Fantasy because that's the, f- the, the favored one. Uh... I saw it and I immediately thought of fucking Golden Sun. Um, <laughs> that's what I like. Yeah. Golden Sun. Golden Sun is a shit. Where the fuck are you, Nintendo? Bring that shit back. Um, Golden Sun is pretty good. Didn't they try to do a card game in conjunction with it? I don't know. Uh, staying in more of like that fantasy realmy kind of thing, um, mm-hmm. we got a new trailer for Forspoken, which the last time we saw was just a pretty gameplay, or a, a pretty, like, almost like yeah. tech demo um now it's we actually have video game yeah um mm-hmm. now we have a little bit more to the story we have actually characters uh your main character Frey, um and basically a talking gauntlet almost <laughs> that is a yeah. is now part of her arm i don't know 100 percent. it's weird video games like anime are weird um but it looks amazing. I'm this is this is one of the other games that is definitely a I need a PlayStation for this kind of thing. Um, and Nate, I don't know what are you? How are you looking at this? Are you on the IGN article too, or are you on a different article? No, I'm on the IGN one because okay. it's got all the trailers just okay. in a uh, row here. I, I'm only asking because I am ju- obviously I am jumping around a little bit because um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say the thing that's underneath it. I'm going back up uh, to pretty games because of pretty games. Um, in this one. <laughs> This one is one that everyone that I've watched watched the reveal for this is like, oh my god, are they making a new Parasite Eve? Mm-hmm. And this is Project Eve. If it's not Parasite Eve, when it's so very Parasite Eve, <laughs> I'm gonna be not annoyed, but I'm like, come on, come on. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, they describe it's a. Uh, uh, more of a hack and slash kind of game, which that's yeah. that's more down your alley, right? It is, and I mean, it looks neat and everything like that. Parasite Eve was more of a survival horror mixed with a psychological thriller mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, it was less on sort of the body horror stuff that Resident Evil goes through, and more on like you are seeing things that are essentially eldritch horrors, so yeah. grotesque and so incomprehensible in their forms that these things like burn people's brains out of their skulls. 
but uh, Parasite Eve did do a great job of making you feel powerless throughout the entirety yeah. of the game. <laughs> um, obviously, yeah, this is... It It has some aspects from in that trailer is what called people to think it was a Parasite Eve connected mm-hmm. kind of game. Um, but yeah, you in the little snippet is just to win back Earth. The player becomes Eve, the survivor of the paratrooper squad deployed from the colony who must fight yeah. through powerful enemies with new comrades. Uh, so you're Russian. Nobody uses comrades unless you're Russian, right? It's, I mean, it's like sort of a Devil May Cry, God of War-esque combat style, it looks like. Mm-hmm. It's very hack slash, very fast-paced. It, it made me think of, um, uh, what's her face? What's witch girl? Hair witch. Hair with Bayonetta? Yeah. yeah. The movements. It definitely yeah. looks a lot like that, but, you know, it's swords instead of guns. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> So I'm interested in that. Uh, it's not one of the biggest selling points, but I, it looks, again, looks pretty. Looks pretty. Hack slashy, pretty. Um, now we're going back down to that thing that I skipped over. Um, all right, cool, whatever, big thing, not really. Um, the Unch- yeah, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, and Lost Legacy are getting remastered for, P- for PS5. Whatever, mm-hmm. cool. Um they're also coming to PC, which is the cooler thing for those that are fans of this game, for those that have wanted to play these games. Um, and I think it's not just for in Lost Legacy. I think the entirety of the Uncharted series is coming to PC, mm-hmm. um, which will be great for, again, for people that want to play that. Awesome. Yeah. I'm not an Uncharted fan. Um, I personally have not enjoyed the gameplay of a Naughty Dog game since... Jack and Daxter. Um, mm-hmm. But that's personal preference. Storyline-wise, fucking Last of Us, beautiful story. Both of them. I've, I've read the entire story synopsis, and I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> um, again, I'm not going to... I'm just not a fan of the gameplay. Um, I'm going to skip this, because nobody fucking cares about Rainbow Six Extraction. Um, <laughs> are you, you going to tell me otherwise, Nate? No, I'm really not. I'm yeah, pretty sure exactly. the only people who care about it are the last few people who are still hardcore Rainbow Six players. Even those people have told me, like, they are not excited for this at all because There's a they want Rainbow version. Six. Well, yeah, I mean, Siege is already out, and that's what they want to play. No, they uh, want to play. I meant there's a better version of oh. this specific game Oh, yeah. Type. Oh, Back for Blood is, you know, on the way. Was it? Well, no, there's also... Hold on. There's fucking Aliens is a better version of this. It's like something hell. No, I don't know. Oh, it's GTFO. Oh, okay. GTFO. So, yeah, you've got that. Yeah, get the fuck out. Um, it's a hardcore four-player cooperative first-person shooter with focus on team play and atmosphere. It features mm-hmm. edge-of-your-seat su- suspense, team-based puzzle-solving, and high-intensity combat. It's basically the gameplay that you see from the new thing, from um, Infection. Or Extraction. Sorry, it's not Infection. <laughs> What was it originally? Yeah. Wasn't it like virus? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think the the major problem people have with this again is it's not what people expect out of a Rainbow Six game. Mm-hmm. They really are not thrilled about this. Like it changes the whole theme of what Rainbow Six is, and people want yeah. tight, tight tactical gameplay. They want to choose operators and use their abilities to counter other operators and stuff like that. They it want don't... simple pvp maps <laughs> yeah um it really was the, this game feels more like hey we have an idea for a game or we want to copy an idea from a game but we know we can't sell it unless we put a name a, a well-known title on it 
Um, this would have fared better if it was a Ghost Recon game or a Division ooh, game. Yeah. Yeah, I like, can see that. If it were Division, that setting would make perfect sense to me. Um, like a mutation were... of the disease made it so people actually turned into like zombified characters or whatever. Yeah, if it were a Ghost Recon game, even that would make less sense. But Ghost Recon has made less and less sense as time has gone on. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, let's just say in Wildlands, the raid bosses are just big ass AI robots that you're fighting most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Every raid boss is just a Metal Gear. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. I mean, um, one of them literally is like a Metal Gear tank. Oh, it, wow. It's fucking ridiculous. You, The only weak spot it has is a tiny little panel on the back of it. And so you have to get one person to sort of lure it to follow it around C4. while other teammates shoot the back of it. Just so C4. they kite it. But then it's got lasers, and if the lasers get full charge on a single person, it just launches rockets and insta-kills that person. So you have to swap the lasers between characters... Um, and you do this by running around the map, basically. Someone is going to say switch, and you run in front of them to intercept that laser, and that makes the charge on the laser go back down. <laughs> oh, um, that's actually kind of a cool mechanic, though. Meanwhile, the map is, of course, pouring ads in there as well. Some of the toughest ads that you can fight in the game, and you have to take them out, too. So it's a hectic sort of battle, but I found me, James, and our friend Bino found actually an Australian guy who knew how to do these things perfectly, and he get guided us through every single raid. And we we still play with them to this day. When every time we're on Ghost Recon, I do have a question for you, um, because it, I do know that Ubisoft likes to put uh, like DLC microtransaction kind of stuff into the games. Um, can you buy an ad blocker? No, you cannot buy an ad blocker. Sorry. I can not uh, Children are going to kill you. I don't know. They're cats. I don't have kids. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so obviously I'm saving the best for last. Cause not, oh, you know what? I'm lying. There's one more thing on here that I want to bring up um, before the last thing. Ghostwire Tokyo looks fucking cool. Looking looking yeah. weird as shit, and I'm a big fan. Um, I can't really go into it much just because of the fact that it really was just a pretty trailer. Um, mm -hmm. But other than that, the last thing I'm going to bring up is... The most important thing. I want to know, if Nate, <laughs> Nate, do you know what I'm going to mention? I have a feeling I know what you're going to mention. I don't know. I don't know if you are. We got the oh. announcement in the reveal for an Alan Wake remaster game. Okay, that is not what I thought you were going to mention. You thought I was going to go with the fucking... Uh... Chaya. Yeah. It looks cute. <laughs> not enough to focus on. We've seen it enough at indie game stuff. I just want it. It's not com That one's not an exclusive. Neither is this, technically. Um, just the fact mm -hmm. that they got to announce that Alan Wake, Alan Wake is being remastered. Um, yep. It looks great. Uh, as somebody that tried playing the last one, but I, the combination of the not greatest visuals and me being a scaredy little bitch, um, <laughs> yeah, couldn't get into it. Um, I wanted to because I love the idea of it and I love the storyline behind it. Um, mm -hmm. And I also fucking love Control and I need to get back to that game too. Uh, yeah. Which is directly connected in the same universe kind of thing. Very much Control a. Control fucking SCP Foundation of Video Game. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I highly recommend anybody that has the opportunity to to check out uh, the Alien Make game. Um, it comes out the 5th. We're literally like what how far away is that we're like two weeks away from that nate mm -hmm. that comes out two weeks and in, 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 in on that tuesday boom yeah. 
Also, how Very the fuck? September's almost over. This has been a fast fucking month. This has been a fast fucking year. We've talked. I think we've talked about it before. Twenty twenty one is making up for how slow twenty twenty was. Yeah. Well, you got to think that in twenty twenty we had a massive shutdown of everything. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that slowed things down considerably a bit. I mean, even people with nine to five jobs were feeling it because they're like working from home now, and you know. You're not rushing to get your daily commute complete and things like that. Mm-hmm. And now things have kind of stabilized to come back to normal. And honestly, I fucking hate commuting to work <laughs> if I had the option. I technically do have the option to work from home, but they, of course, frown upon that. So, Fuck that shit. you know, trying to be in the office as much as possible. But if I could cut out my commute, it'd be amazing. People have actually, There's an article that was released about commutes where people who were no longer taking their daily commute, it added up to basically like a several hundred dollar bonus at the end of the year every time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just I from can... saving money on fuel and car expenses. <laughs> I, uh, I'm very happy and I feel very lucky that my company is very much okay with it. They're like, there are the people that we need in the office and then there are people that we can just have throughout the country. Um, yeah. And it works out, and I'm okay with that, and I'm happy with that, and I feel a lot more comfortable working from home. I feel a lot more comfortable. We talked about before we hopped in, um, going to Renfair. I feel more comfortable going to Renfair because I'm not already interacting with a bunch of people to begin with. The fact that mm-hmm. it's like, hey, I take one day on the weekend, go out, a whole bunch of people, still mask for the most part, um... I am vaccinated. We're both back. We're all vaccinated. I don't think the yeah, the whole the entirety of Space Time Taco and Space Time Taco connected people are all vaccinated. Um, yeah, just, just fucking let people work from home. The only reason you don't want to let people work from home is because you can't keep a watchful eye on them twenty four or not twenty four seven, but eight hours a day. I mean, that's basically it. Um... There are certain jobs, of course, where the infrastructure is not available to the workers at home to do mm-hmm. their kinds of things. There are certain questions about things like network security, for example, if you work for like an insurance firm or something like that. But, I mean, my job, I don't deal with anybody's account information directly. I don't, you know, do that. I can troubleshoot a device at my job literally from anywhere in the world. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I do have, a, a, I do have access to people's accounts. The, my company mm-hmm. is just built out in a way where if anything were to be done, they are able to see every single thing that I do. Um, well, you're most likely connected to a VPN when you work, yes. right? Yeah, definitely. Exactly. Um, so you're connected to a VPN. I would be, I'm not connected to a VPN. I can work from my personal computer, but they gave us laptops as well. And they prefer we use those if we work at yeah. home. Um, but regardless of that, yes, my company can monitor my activity and, you know, so on and so forth. They don't really care as long as it doesn't interfere with my work, honestly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just, just let people work from home. In Nobody's honesty, like coming by like you watch twenty minutes of YouTube. You owe us that time back. Like <laughs> it's the the people I know that have looked at their companies and been like, "Hey, we can save money by not renting out this office space. We can just if we need a meeting room, there are places that we can like literally rent for the time we need that meeting room. Or mm-hmm. who needs to fucking meet in person? Everybody's got one of these motherfuckers now. Um, yeah." Uh, we got a little bit off topic there. We, we did. I don't know how we got there. Uh, <laughs> this anyway. is not our podcast topic, but <laughs> yeah, there's um, there, anything else is more like general audience. 
not so mm-hmm. much PlayStation focused either games that are already out, games that nobody fucking cares about because they announced that you can only play as the one straight white dude. Um, uh, and yes, I'm talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, how the fuck do you make a game with a group of characters that all have their own strengths in mm-hmm. full character and say, hey, you can only play as Peter Quill? Well, from just a pure... <laughs> just a pure game design standpoint, right? Is you're talking about limitations that are available to a developer within an engine. Yeah. So you can have a bunch of characters in there, but then you have to work out their mechanics, how they work in gameplay, how they interact with each other and so on and so forth. Mass Effect kind of has this problem because even though you only have three people on screen at a time, you're always commanding Shepard. And then you can select if you want to other characters when to use their abilities. Mm -hmm. And that works real well in that setting because if I was switching over to say playing Garrus all of a sudden, well, I've got whole new weapons on me now, I've got a whole new set of abilities, and I've got to command basically the main character of the game to do what they need to do. Now you um, say this, uh, mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto did it. <laughs> well, Grand Theft Auto did do that, but with three main characters and no real difference in their mechanics yeah. except for like special <laughs> abilities, which honestly, let's just admit full stop, Trevor's special ability is the best one. <laughs> I liked, um, I liked the, the slow down driving thing. Oh, yeah, from fucking Trevor, who, yeah. or not Trevor, from fucking Mark, what's his goddamn name again? Why do I forget the black, the old, black guy's the only one whose name I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know. Don't, don't give me that look. <laughs> uh, I couldn't anyway, tell you any of their names if it makes it any better. Um, yes, his, his ability was pretty, I know why I can't remember his name, because he plays a role in the story that's stupid, is when you get to the end of the game, and this isn't spoilers, everyone's finished the fucking story about GTA Five by now. Stop. I did. Do you care? Um. Okay. Wave at me when you're done saying it. <laughs> okay. So you get to the end of the story, and this guy, his his fucking character, right, is basically you make a choice with yeah, you him. You gotta look it up. Don't talk. Don't say it. I'm not. I'm just looking up his name. <laughs> I can't hear you because you haven't put your okay. hand up yet. I don't know if you're telling telling um, spoilers. But his character gets to the end of the game, and you have to make a choice. Do you want to kill Michael, or do you want to kill Trevor? Um, And you can choose, honestly, to kill neither of them, which is fine. But, like, that's the most characterization he gets throughout the entire story. He doesn't go on to be, like, a baller or redeem himself or any way or become, like, a new person. He just goes on to become, basically, the deus ex machina. (laughs) At the end of the fucking story. And I hate it. I hate that ending so much. I really fucking do. And I still can't remember his name even though I'm looking it up. So, whatever. It is what it is. I'm waving now. (laughs) (laughs) So, all I did was just talk about how much I hate the ending of the fucking game. Okay, good. Um, Yeah, I, um, I don't remember how far I got. I got a pretty decent bit into it. And then the switch over happened where they put it out on PC because I played it on 360 because that game came out in fucking 20 to 2013 2013 GTA mm-hmm. came out in 2013 it's almost been a full decade since that game came out um yeah and by the way the next one I I know I wasn't really going to talk about much but uh they uh delayed it till March 2022 for the upgraded version that's coming to PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series whatever the fuck. 
Although you won't have to pay for it on Xbox because, you know, who knows? They might make you pay for it. I don't fucking know. Um, mm-hmm. So really, the last thing that I was going to bring up, because um, fuck, we're already at two hours. We're almost at two hours. I did not realize how... <laughs> um, there's just a list of... Because uh, we're getting close. Like I said, by the time we come back, it will help. It will already be... Uh, October, so spooky season. Spooky season already started. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Um, but there's a, a list of the 19 best scary TV shows to watch before between now and Halloween. So I'm like, all right, yeah, fuck it. Why not? Let's go through this shit. Uh, <laughs> I also hate that they've... Oh, there's... Oh, cool. I don't have to actually click on things. Ooh, let's see. We got Creepshow, which is new. The new version of Creepshow. Have you watched any of that? Nope. No. You're not a big horror person, are you? I'm not too big on horror. Um, I've been thinking about watching American Horror Story lately. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's a series that people keep saying is good. There are I don't good know. parts to it, is what I will say. There are just things about horror that don't grab me in the way other people do. I need horror to really bite me in the ass and make me feel some at least some sense of dread when i'm watching it did you watch lovecraft country no okay uh that is actually on this list here uh because it's not yeah 19 um i'm re- some of these i'm like fuck these things these aren't good like they have swamp thing that's not a scary show that's not a scary show yeah. it's a poorly done dc show um <laughs> stand stand against evil which is basically uh what if you tried to make um, Ash vs. the Evil Dead without any connection to any other series, <laughs> I think. <laughs> um, but it stars Dr. Cox from Scrubs. Um, mm-hmm. I like looking over this whole list. I'm like, some of these I have no interest in and, or I don't think are actually good scary shows. Like Chilling Adventures of Sabrina as not a scary show. It is a mm-hmm. one good uh, one season that is okay and then three seasons that don't. Just don't. Um Castlevania again, not scary. There's four mm-hmm. seasons of Castlevania. Fuck. Um, Wellington Paranormal, not scary, more fun. That's a funny comedy show. Uh, <laughs> and because they threw that on there, I would also throw in um, what's that other show? Uh, what we do in the shadows, or what mm-hmm. they what they do, what we do, whatever. Um, I also highly recommend the movie because the movie is starring Taika Waititi as well as being directed by him um they have on here though they have The Haunting of Hill House which is the the newer series on Netflix uh they did a second kind of spin-off I think it was associated with it in some way which was The Haunting of Bly Manor um Mm -hmm. and the people that made that actually this week this coming week uh they have a new show coming to Netflix called uh, Midnight Mass. Um, mm. In that one looks fucking awesome. I'm very excited to watch that show. Uh, so I have, I don't know, if you know. Oh, they also have Kingdom on here, um, which is a. Is it, I think it's Korean? Yeah. It's a Korean zombie series that takes place in the 16th century. Mm-hmm. So instead of it being like your normal. Uh, Oh, what? Production previous Wait, what? 
Yeah, whatever. Um, it said something about Train to Busan. And I'm like, are they connected in some way? Because that would be fucking hilarious. Um, <laughs> but no, it's on Netflix. It's, uh, like I said, 16th century Korea um, zombie show. Mm-hmm. Which sounds awesome. Because I'm tired of normal zombies. Uh, you can only do zombies so much before you're just like, eh, I'm done. No more. Yeah. That's why I like when they add diff- or they change things up. Like um, Netflix had a zombie show. I think it was was it Daybreak. Daybreak was one of them. Yeah, Daybreak. So Daybreak was a zombie series where the zombie virus or whatever only really affect only affected adults Mm -hmm. um and i liked that idea i liked the idea of it being kids having to survive on their own kind of thing um i thought it was good uh it it got canceled and it's really upsetting um yeah netflix is really good about canceling shows that deserve more (laughs) (laughs) but whatever um i don't know is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up uh I don't think so, except for one thing that nobody's really going to care about, which was um, I may be getting back into playing 40K soon. (laughs) Really? Uh, Yes. So I played a little bit in the past, not a lot, mostly with loner armies and things like that. I painted a few of the Tyranids that I bought for myself when they came out, but eventually sold them because I just didn't have time to sit down and put everything together and paint it, and I wasn't very good at it. But uh, 40K has, Games Workshop in particular, has stepped up a lot of their 40K production recently. They just released some new orc box sets. Um, But I've been looking into different armies and figuring out what I want to play. And so with the introduction of some new armies as well, um, it's been kind of a crapshoot on which one I want to play. Because they're also interesting. They all have their own lore and their own play styles and things like that. Um, A lot of people just usually end up playing whatever is the strongest on the tabletop at the time, which can be fun in its own way, but also, like, you know, all these armies have personality and character to them, so you want to pick one that you actually enjoy playing. <laughs> um, so for me, it's probably going to be between orcs, the Tau, which are, like, the complete opposite of the orcs, or uh, it's going to be the Sisters of Battle, or the Adeptus Custodes, which are, like, super space marines, basically. Um, of course, nobody really knows what any of these things mean unless you're into 40k, but... <laughs> I know what a space marine um, is. But uh, I think it's a fun game. I think, at least on a smaller scale, pretty much everyone can enjoy it if you play, like, just a small skirmish. Um, It's not a long, drawn-out thing, and everyone can kind of enjoy that. Um, And also, I would just like to see more 40K-based video games, because a lot of 40K video games are good. Just not a lot of people play them, because they're not into the the lore of those games. Uh, I think we have. (laughs) There is one coming out soon-ish, is there not? Um... There is. It's a co-op game. Um, it's kind of in the same style as um, the Vermintide. Vermintide, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which our friend Damien has been fucking loving that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm forgetting what it's called, but um, Warhammer 40k. I'm literally just searching 40k in the in the Xbox thing, seeing if it'll give me anything. <laughs> nope, nothing. <laughs> Warhammer. Let's see. Uh, Deathwing. That's a different thing. Space Hulk Tactics. There's like four different games, but I'm not playing any of them, and they're not on Game Pass, so I don't care. Um, I think it's Dark Tide. 
No fucking way. I just opened up Xbox um, Game yes, Pass. Yes, it is. It's Warhammer 40,000 Dark Tide. What okay. did you find on Game Pass? I did not know two things. Three things, sorry. Um, one, Skatebird is out already. I didn't know Skatebird was out. It's on Game Pass. Yep. I'm going to install that and play the shit out of it. Um, that it is. Also, one game that looks ridiculous, and obviously I'm going to play it, um, from Balsa <laughs> Studios, I Am Fish. Mm-hmm. From the company that made I Am Bread. Um, hmm. But most importantly, well, you know, Origami 2 is on here too, and that's actually really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, Superliminal. I highly recommend playing Superliminal. Um, last year, no, that was earlier this year. Uh, during Yeah, before E3, I played through the entirety of Superliminal before one of the conferences. Uh, that hmm. was the game that I said, this isn't supposed to be a horror game. <laughs> <laughs> uh nate clipped a couple of those for me <laughs> but yeah i highly yeah. recommend super liminal fantastic game great if you are a a fan of portal or um stanley mm-hmm. parable uh just anything first person story based slash puzzle based um <laughs> in yeah. nate i don't know if you've seen this or know about this um on the 22nd, which is literally Tuesday, uh, Subnautica Below Zero is coming to Game Pass. Oh boy. That you haven't that played. That means I still have to go and finish the first game. Yeah, you haven't played <laughs> the second one yet, right? Nope. Um, so I might actually, I might up, might pick up and play that because I remember playing, seeing some of the beta, like early beta gameplay of that. And uh, I'm very. I've watched very other people play it, and it's interesting. It's very much like the original Subnautica with some new, new stuff to it that adds a lot to the yeah. game itself, but. The games themselves, I mean, they're such time sinks. If you can't find those resources early on, you're struggling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I just looked at the looked at some snippets of the gameplay trailer for Dark Tide, and it is very much like Vermintide, you, but in the 40k universe instead of the fantasy one. So guns, uh, guns, chainsaws, all kinds of crazy stuff. There's four characters in it, um, mostly from the Imperial Guard regiments, which are kind of get shadowed in the 40k universe, honestly. They are the main fighting force of the Imperium of Man, but my God, are they just cannon fodder? <laughs> uh, also, they have cool characters among them, but they are cannon fodder. <laughs> uh, also, just want to remind people that uh, if you have Game Pass, I, man, we need to get like sponsored by Game Pass. That'd be fucking great. Mm-hmm. Um, three games that I will recommend to people right now that are on Game Pass that came out in the last two weeks, I believe the last two weeks. Uh, Surgeon Simulator 2 is now mm-hmm. on Game Pass. Um this is the first time it's been on anything, I think, besides Epic Game Epic Game Store since it's been <laughs> released. Um, the game you play if you if you want to realize what uh, what med school is like. <laughs> uh, the second one is a lot more in depth than the first game. Um, the first game was great, so this one just is more and more ridiculous. Um, they also now have Mist on Game Pass, which if you've never played yep. Mist and you like very not very difficult, but relatively difficult puzzle games um, with a really weird-ass story. Um, <laughs> like, I'm talking Kingdom Hearts-level weird-ass story throughout the entire <laughs> series. Uh, I highly recommend that one. Um, one game that I have not played yet, that I have installed and I'm excited to play, which people are just saying, hey, this is just a rip-off of Breath of the Wild meets Minecraft, uh, Craftopia. Um <laughs> A game that has been in my 
my wish list on Steam for years, I think, at this point. Um, mm-hmm. But I refuse to pay for it. And now I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> if I really like it, I might. I, I will go, because I am very much a... Uh, if I do enjoy an indie game, I'm not going to just play that indie game for free kind of thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, some awesome games that are you can literally play right now if you already are a Game Pass member. Well, so, one last thing real quick, because I know you'll enjoy this. You'll actually care about this. I watch a channel on YouTube called Let's Game It Out. He basically does ridiculous things in a lot of simulation-style games or crafting games. Mm-hmm. And one of his most favorite games is Satisfactory. <laughs> um, and so... He's built crazy stuff in Satisfactory and has done this all on one map, by the way. He has not switched maps since he started. <laughs> the starting zone that he has is actually just sort of a nuclear wasteland at this point. He built a bunch of nuclear power plants and has all the nuclear waste out on conveyor belts. <laughs> and uh, it just irradiated the whole area. So much so that when he goes in that area, he almost instantly dies. Oh my god. <laughs> but he found a way to get rid of the nuclear waste and it's kind of in a very terrible way. So... The lizard doggos that you can find on the map, if you give them a pale berry, they become your friends. They're basically tamed, and they follow you around. They finally they have a, that, yeah. Yes, they have a single inventory slot on every lizard doggo. <laughs> you can stack 500 barrels of nuclear waste together. <laughs> Here's the problem. is You can give them the nuclear waste, but they aren't affected by it at all. So they can follow you around with this nuclear waste the entire time. <laughs> so there's a giant pit in the middle of the map, right? <laughs> So he finds a bunch of lizard doggers, builds a jump pad that launches these things into the pit. This man is horrible. <laughs> Every time they have some nuclear waste. But the newest addition they made to the game was drones. Yeah. So the drones you can make landing pads for and you can set a destination and a target from pad to pad. So they can fly to one pad, pick something up that you've conveyed into it, and then deliver it to another pad. Um, this sort of lets you expand sort of your reach a bit. The problem with the drones is if there's no room on the pad... They will stay in a holding pattern above the pad. There's no limit to how much you can do of this. <laughs> so he has a hundred drones just in a holding pattern going in a spiral above this pad that are higher than the tallest thing he's built in the game. <laughs> That's ridiculous. He just fucks with the game as much as possible, so much that it kills the frame rate at some point. I mean, at one point he was down to two frames a second while doing this. <laughs> I, I badly need to get back into that game. I love that game so much. Um, I love it so much, but it's a crafting game, and the problem is in every crafting game I reach a certain point of burnout where it's like I just don't have the resources I need. Getting them takes too much time. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the time I'm done actually building stuff to efficiently get resources, my factory looks like a fucking mess. <laughs> It's just all over the place. It is hard to keep track of, like, all right, I need to make sure it looks good before. Uh, Yeah, who knows? Whatever. Um, But uh, maybe it's something we can get back into and stream. Yeah, there's that's a lot of uh, a lot of those games that we were playing. It's been so long that it's good. It's probably good to just start over from scratch. That's like us with uh, fucking Astroneer. Goddamn. There we go. What I want to play. What I really want to play is I I still really want to get a group to in like have a consistent group to play through grounded. Grounded, we yeah. can play grounded. Yeah. I haven't tried it before, but I hear it's fun. It's fun. I have the slider turned the down, but there are the no spiders. Turn no that spiders. shit all the way up. Yep. Give me all the spiders. Oh, you do not. They're terrifying. Um, but yeah, thank you for joining us on another episode. Episode episode of Space Time Taco. Uh, I have been Chris. And I've been Nate. And you can find us on all the social medias. Just search for the name below. 
Time Lord Burrito. Or, or that one. Or a little teapot. And Space on Taco everywhere. We love you. Go inside and play video games. I want a nap. I'm ready for a nap. What about you?